Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, 1st Canto, Chapter 7, Text 21. Tata Pradhuskritam Teja Tata Pradhuskritam Teja Prachandam Sarvatodisam Prachandam Sarvatodisam Pranapadam Abhipriksya Pranapadam Abhipriksya Vishnum Jishnur Vachaha Vishnum Jishnur Vachaha Tata Thereafter, Pradhuskritam, disseminated, Tejaha, Clare, Prachandam, Fierce, Sarvataha, All Around, Disham, Directions, Prana Appadam, Affecting Life, Abhipriksya, having observed it, Vishnu, unto the Lord, Jisnu, Arjuna, Uacha, said, Ha, in the past. Translation, thereupon a glaring light spread in all directions. It was so fierce that Arjuna thought his own life in danger, and so, he began to address Lord Krishna. No purport, so we'll continue on the next verse also. Text 22. Arjuna Vacha. Arjuna Vacha. Krishna Krishna Mahabaho. Krishna Krishna Mahabaho. Bhaktanam Abhayankara. Bhaktanam Abhayankara. Tvam eko dayamananam. Tvam eko dayamananam. Apavargo si samsrite. Apavargo si samsrite. Arjuna Vacha. Arjuna Vacha. Arjuna said. Arjuna said. Krishna. Krishna. Oh Lord Krishna. Oh Lord Krishna. 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 Oh Lord Krishna. Oh Lord Krishna. Mahabaho. Mahabaho. He who is the Almighty. He is the Almighty. Bhaktanam, Bhaktanam of the devotees, devotees. Abhayankara eradicating the fears of Tam you, you. Ika, Ika alone, alone. Dayamananam those who are suffering from Apavarga Path of liberation. Asi are Sansite in the midst of material miseries. Translation Arjuna said, Oh my Lord Sri Krishna, you are the Almighty Personality of Godhead. There is no limit to your different energies. Therefore, only you are competent to instill fearlessness in the hearts of your devotees. Everyone in the flames of material miseries can find the path of liberation in you only. Arjuna was aware of the transcendental qualities of Lord Sri Krishna, as he had already experienced them during the Kuruksetra war, in which both of them were present. Therefore, Arjuna's version of Lord Krishna is authoritative. Krishna is almighty and is especially the cause of fearlessness for the devotee. A devotee of the Lord is always fearless because of the protection given by the Lord. Material existence is something like a blazing fire <coughs> in the forest, which can be extinguished by the mercy of Lord Sri Krishna. 
um, the spiritual master is the mercy representative of the Lord. Therefore, a person burning in the flames of material existence may receive the reins of mercy of the Lord through the transparent medium of the self-realized spiritual master. The spiritual master, by his words, can penetrate into the heart of the suffering person and inject knowledge transcendental, which alone can extinguish the fire of material existence. So in these two verses, we continue the, the narrative of, of how nuclear weapons were being invoked by mantra and how uh, Aspatama when being chased by, um, by Arjuna, became fearful. Um, he knew very well. He knew the prowess of Arjuna. And he knew very well that Arjuna was the best, the best disciple of Dronacharya. He knew that not only had uh, had Arjuna learned all the various arts of fighting with celestial weapons from Dronacharya. Uh, Asvatthama had also learned everything from Dronacharya because after all he was his son. So therefore he imparted the same knowledge to his son although otherwise he favored Arjuna and he didn't teach everything he taught to Arjuna to others except to Aswatthama. So in that way, Aswatthama was equally empowered, but there was something else. Arjuna had subsequently done amazing things. Arjuna had ascended to the heavenly planets. Arjuna had fought with Lord Shiva and had satisfied him and had attained that Pasupati weapon, which, which Dronacharya didn't have. So Arjuna had gone beyond, beyond what Dronacharya had given, and Arjuna, yeah, not only had he received all these benedictions, Arjuna had a particular nature. Uh, we recall uh, how Dronacharya was testing his, his students and how they had to shoot a target, a clay pigeon, and Dronacharya asked the various personalities to come, oh you dear. Please aim your arrow on the target. Aimed. Okay, you just hear. What do you see? I see the tree. I see the clay pigeon. I see the hill behind. And you just hear described there. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Next. Okay, Arjuna, what do you see? I see the eye of the bird. Shoot, Arjuna. Yeah. Uh, so Arjuna had that special focus. He had that, that very intense, intense focus. Uh, so in a fight with Arjuna, I mean, he, it was a focused fight. And it's like, therefore, Arjuna was very hard to defeat. And very few. Very few would have that power. Bhishma, of course, but by arrangements of the Supreme Lord, he was defeated. Karna, of course, but by a curse, he was in trouble. Um, somehow or other, uh, we know that Karna, somehow or other, his whole life was born 
premature before Kunti was married from mantra and therefore she put it in a basket that seems to be some ancient tradition and, <laughs> and put him on the river. Uh, anyway, then he was found and subsequently he, uh, he was brought up by foster parents and therefore never accepted as Xatriya. So Dronacharya wouldn't accept him. So then then Karna went to the teacher of Dronacharya, Parasaram. But Parasaram wasn't so fond of Kshatriyas for some reason. So he wasn't uh, too eager to teach Kshatriyas. And so he asked him, so are you a Kshatriya? And then finally, for the first time in his life, Karna, Karna was happy to say, no, I'm not Kshatriya. Everyone always told me I'm not, so I'm not. Uh, but we know. So he served Parasaram so nicely, got all the benedictions, uh, all the weapons. But then one day, the guru was resting in the, with his head in the lap of the disciple. And so close they were. And then Indra saw an opportunity and took the form of, a, of an insect with a black and decker drill on the nose. And he just drilled a hole in the leg of God. And Karna, being there serving his spiritual self, it flashed through his mind, what do I do? Somehow or other, I cannot disturb my spiritual master. I must tolerate. So all this happened in a flash of a second. And he just tolerated. He didn't even flex his muscles. No. You know, everybody would have sort of pulled his leg back. But he just sat there as if he was made of stone. So when Parasaram woke up and saw the blood on the leg, Parasaram just basically said, what is this? He said, oh, while you were resting, some insect came. And Parasaram, he just, he smelled Exatria. He said, no one, no one could have tolerated this. No one but Exatria. No one could have had that determination. Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, we see that the tolerance of Kshatriya is just based on biting the lip or being fixed, you know. Gonna do it. Grit your teeth and just, you know, just take another chest, you know, whatever it is. Just take it. Whereas, uh, and we see that Kshatriya in this way is more powerful in tolerance than a Brahmana. That a Brahmana, a Brahmana's tolerance is based on, on knowledge. It is of a different nature. A Brahmana's tolerance is basically, he sees that there's no alternative. There's nothing else I can do. I just have to tolerate it because there's no other option. If I go in any other direction, I'll get in bigger trouble. So, yeah. So on the strength of knowledge, he tolerates. So in the long run, the Brahmana is stronger because his tolerance always gets refreshed by knowledge. Whereas when you are doing something on determination, you just fix the mind, I'm gonna do it. Then it's like unloading a truck of bricks. In the beginning, you take 10, no problem, five in each arm. 
Yeah. But after, after, after you've done the whole truck, even one brick gets heavy. <laughs> so with time, the weight becomes heavier. So in determination, in the beginning very strong, but eventually getting tired and not getting nourished again like the Brahman. Therefore the Brahmana's tolerance may not have the same intensity in the moment, but in the long run outlasts the approach of the Ksatya. Now, bringing that back to our personal practice, uh, many of us seem to have a little bit of Ksatya spirit. And when it comes to, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to chant and I'm going to follow these principles. I'm going to do it. From now, I'm going to be fixed. Uh, that kind of based on determination. But we, we see from the example of Karna that we are weak in this case. When we are basing our spiritual life just on determination, on I'm gonna do it, then we are weak. We have to rather nourish our motivation with knowledge and not only with the same knowledge uh, that we repeat. You know, then we become like parrots. Uh, just repeating the same thing. Parents can also chant. It's nice. There is chanting and there is benefit in the Chaitanya Bhagavad it said, even when a bird chants, you know, by the mercy of Goranga can go back to Godhead. But Prabhupada says no parent like chanting. Um, we should our our motivation should become deeper with time. Our, it is, chanting is not alone. There is sravanam, kirtanam, smaranam. The three come together. Uh, hearing, chanting, and remembering. And as we are hearing about Krishna, our remembrance of Krishna changes, our chanting changes as the remembering changes. Uh, as we remember Krishna more and more in his, his nature, his qualities, uh, his, his appearance. And, uh, during, during the Rajasuya sacrifice, uh, all the demigods came and then when they saw Krishna, they were just shocked. Even Lord Brahma was shocked. Now, Lord Brahma is not easily shocked. You know, he's seen a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> you can't really think. He's not, a, not from a small village, you know what I mean? Some backward town, he hasn't seen anything, and comes into the big city and go, wow. Yeah, no, no, no. Lord Brahma, I mean, he's been around. He's been around. I mean, it's not easy to impress him, you know? Like, wow, you know, look at what we got here, you know? Some, uh, some big, big uh, opulence. Yes, yes, yes. Usually he's aloof. Uh, usually Lord Brahma is not so impressed. He's the Pita Maha, the grandfather of the universe. He's part of the creation and he's the ultimate authority, but he leaves the management to Indra. Yeah? And Lord Brahma is not so impressed. In the Bhagavad Bhagavatamrita described how Lord Brahma is worshipping uh, the Supreme Lord and actually the, on his altar there is an expansion of the Lord. And that expansion, so there's not just a deity, but he has a living present personality of God, who he is worshipping. <laughs> <laughs> He's present. So, 
So look, Mama, you, you can you can see, you know. I mean, he uh, he's seen a lot of lot of things. Uh, but when Lord Brahma came to that Rajasuya sacrifice and saw Krishna, he just was overwhelmed, overwhelmed to see the effulgence of Krishna. So it's like that. So now this is some smaranam, some remembrance. Really remembering this story and when we remember the story then we begin to we then with this remembrance through the mind's eye we look at krishna and think wow that effulgence of krishna is really something right? really something so in this way the smaranam changes things see otherwise it's okay Hare krishna Hare krishna krishna uh, krishna what does it mean krishna Supreme Personality of God is very well done, you know, all attractive, yes, okay, yep, that's it, okay, that's it, there's nothing else, it's Krishna, Supreme Personality, got it, all attractive, got it, okay, that's the answer, next, any other questions, you know, answer number one is given, no, please write an essay now, of 3,000 words, help, <laughs> 3,000 words, well, we say help because it's not so easy once you start glorifying Krishna to stay within 3,000 words. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is so much, there's so much. We go about the effulgence of Krishna. Oh my God. Huh? I mean, let's bring in his toenails and, and their effulgence. Mother of pearl. Who has mother of pearl toenails? So it's just amazing. Uh -huh. <coughs> <laughs> and what the effulgence of Krishna does not supply. Uh, all fire, all everything that is giving light, even light bulbs, are actually extensions of the effulgence of Krishna. Therefore, even, even electricity, it is part of the effulgence of Krishna. Uh, wherever you see this kind of, uh, of glare, it is the it is coming from Krishna. Uh, the, Bra the Brahmastra uh, here is the ultimate weapon, right? Because since Lord Brahma is the ultimate, uh, the grandfather, he's the ultimate of all the demigods. Therefore, his weapon is the most powerful in the universe. So, therefore, since now they had invoked these, these weapons, this weapon of Lord Brahma, this ultimate weapon, uh, what was to be done now? Uh, and Asvatthama, although he had learned from his father, there was imperfection in his knowledge because he knew how to invoke a Brahmastra, but to to call it back, that he didn't know. But Arjuna knew. Arjuna knew. So this Brahmastra had been invoked, and there was an incredible glare, an incredible power was being released in the sky. And when Arjuna saw that, even he felt fear. Because fear. It is the power of the Lord. It is the, it is the incredible power of Krishna. And in, in front of Krishna, uh, we are dwarfed. 
And even a great hero is dwarfed. And therefore, even a great hero is, is just, although he may have learned everything, everything about how to invoke a brahmastra, how to call it back, how to do so many things with the brahmastra, he hadn't actually seen it. He hadn't used it. Um, because this is such a terrible weapon. He hadn't used it. And therefore, he had never seen. And now that he saw, it was just like, it blew his mind. It was, although he had studied it for years, he had a PhD in, like, in Brahmastrology. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now that he was seeing the thing, it, it just blew his mind. It was just too much. Right? So, even Arjuna became fearful, although he knew what to do. He knew what to do. Um, so, therefore, when this Brahmastra came, then he also invoked the Brahmastra. But then um, the seediers revealed that now these two Brahmastras, when they will clash one against the other, yeah. that, will, that will destroy the whole universe. Not all, nowadays, they think a nuclear bomb can blow up the whole planet to powder. You know what I mean? Ooh. Prabhupada wasn't so impressed. He said they're overestimating the power of their weapons. Yeah. So they cannot blow the planet to powder. But Srila Prabhupada, the nuclear bomb is a terrible thing. It is a terrible thing because even if people don't get killed by the bomb, then afterwards, everything will be radioactive. And the people will die because of the radioactive, and the whole planet will remain radioactive for a long time. And the radioactive fallout, in one sense, is more deadly than the bomb itself. And Prabhupada said, yes. Oh, the demigods will adjust that. It's not a big, you know, he wasn't impressed. Uh, but in this case, what was going on then was a little bit more powerful because it could, it could destroy the whole universe. But then Arjuna showed his extraordinary prowess. Um, he was Jisnu. Uh, Jisnu is a name of Arjuna. And Jisnu means one who is victorious. Uh, Jita means to conquer. Ajit means the one who cannot be conquered. Right? Like that, you know, Krishna. Uh, so, Jishna, Jishna, the one who is, is victorious. Uh, so, Arjuna was victorious in a brilliant way because Arjuna was not only calling his own Brahmastra back, but even the one of Aswatthama as well. So, I mean, that was something. I mean, here he showed his real prowess, right? That was extraordinary. I mean, then, you know, I mean, even the demigods were impressed. Wow. That was like, bravo, bravo. It's like uh, when someone in some match scores a wonderful goal, right. an amazing goal, and everyone is like, whoa. It was all the people on the tribune were watching and cheering and like, whoa, junior, junior. <laughs> Again. <laughs> uh, so in this way, the whole uh, the whole thing was just taking place the entire pastime. Um, 
So although a devotee is fearless, um, and because a devotee is, uh, is knowing that uh, there's always the protection of Krishna. Raksisya titi viswaso, one of the symptoms of surrender. Um, deep faith, viswas, great faith that the Lord will protect us. Yeah, the Lord will protect his devotees, but am I a devotee? What constitutes a devotee? Right? I mean, okay, he protected Arjuna, that's pretty logical, but would he also really protect people like us, who are sort of like, well, chanting only broken names and sort of, uh, you know, I mean, chant to sort of fulfill a quota, absolutely. What is the level of bhakti we've realized? The zilch level, right? It's just zilch. Uh, so thinking like that, do you think that Krishna is going to protect you? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yes. Are you really, really sure that Krishna is going to protect you? Uh, are you? Yes. Why? Why would you be so sure? He's so merciful. <laughs> but don't you need some evidence? You're just going to make a big leap of faith. You know? okay. I'm, I'm a believer. <laughs> Are you a believer? Um, no, it is also scientific. In Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, the question comes up, the residents of Kuliyagram they of Kulinagram, they are living in a village and they're making ropes in this village. And once a year they make silk ropes and they would bring these ropes to uh, Jagannath Puri for the chariots of Lord Jagannath and Subhadra and Balde. Uh, and in this way they would uh, do that service. And they met Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and then the leader of the village, Satyaraj Khan, he asked uh, a question to Lord Chaitanya. He said, uh, he basically asked, uh, what is the duty of, uh, of Vaishnava? Uh, and then she, or of, any, of any, anyone in this world, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Nirantar Krishna Nama Sankirtan and Vaishnav Seva. Uh, that it is, we must always, incessantly chant the holy name of Krishna and we must serve the Vaishnavas. Then the next question he, he asks, who is a Vaishnava? And Lord Chaitanya said, a Vaishnava is one who chants the holy name once. He's a Vaishnava. He's a devotee. Anyone here who hasn't changed yet? Maybe we should just do it then. Eh? Hare Krishna. Please. Everybody Okay. That was more than once. So you chant the name of Krishna once, then, according to the Lord Himself, you are a devotee. So then, and Krishna promises He will protect His devotee. Um, when Lord uh, when Lord Ramachandra he says anybody who says that from this day on I am yours 
Christian, I will protect you. So, and he, he doesn't say, uh, anyone who feels it deeply in the heart, anyone who has completely realized this, it's just anyone who says it. Okay, so that's so that we can say it, can we? That's because Krishna on yours. Okay. So, in this way, there is scriptural evidence also that supports us in this. Uh, that Krishna will accept us as a devotee and he will, that he will protect us. And nāme bhakti panasyati. My devotee will never perish. And also, uh, uh, what is that again? Durgam nagachati. How does it begin? Doesn't want to come to the mind. Anyway, in the sixth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, um, there is a point that that one who does good is never overcome by evil. Uh, and the last line is Durgam nagachati, but now the rest will Chalakya form will save us. Is it? Um, so, in this way, we are uh, seeing Krishna's protection is there. So what was happening? Did Arjuna have a crisis of faith? Uh, when he was facing this, uh, this uh, Brahmastra, did suddenly he no longer believe in the protection of Krishna? And it's kind of shocking because Krishna had already shown Arjuna throughout the whole battle of Kuruksetra. Uh, remember at the end of the battle, Arjuna, Krishna tells Arjuna to get down from the chariot, take your bow, Kandiva, take your areas, arrows and get down from the chariot. And he gets down from the chariot, the next moment his chariot is catching flame, his car is burning down. It's heavy. Yeah. Though Arjuna is standing there in great shock. He says, how is this possible? This chariot was invincible. I said, no. Actually, Krishna said, actually all this time I was protecting this chariot. And therefore, it should have burned long ago with all those weapons, but never burned because I was invisibly protecting it. Now the battle is over, now I, I withdraw that protection. So Arjuna knew very well that Krishna was offering invisible protection. So why was Arjuna afraid anyway? Why was he afraid anyway? Um, because the power of the Lord is so great. When Arjuna saw the universal form, he was also afraid. Um, when Arjuna saw all those endless faces and mouths and teeth and then chewing up the heroes from the battlefield of Kuruksetra as if they were potato chips, then Arjuna was, uh, was overwhelmed by fear. Because in front of the majesty of the Lord, in front of the power of the Lord, uh, fear is natural. Uh, uh, but uh, even when a devotee experiences such fear, it doesn't matter. He immediately turns to Krishna and the reaction to that fear. So whether abhayam can mean that one has no fear at all, or abhayam can mean fearlessness, that when there is fear, that one immediately turns to Krishna. I mean, we are afraid all the time. Like Prahlad Maharaj is such a devotee, 
is not afraid. You throw him in a pit of snakes and he's okay. Uh, we don't really, I mean, most of us don't like snakes. I mean, I, d I don't particularly, I'm not that fond of snakes, you know what I mean? I'd rather keep other pets. <laughs> it's up to me, not my thing. experience because of course Australia has lots of snakes but uh, still how often do we see a snake not all the time uh, death comes more in traffic and, and mm -hmm. this way right it's like when someone starts to drive like over 160 I start to sweat <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter how good the car is and it doesn't matter whether it's the German Autobahn you know, I don't like it. Right? And it's like, you know, it's like I'm looking at that clock, right? And I'm becoming tense. I cannot read anymore. Right? I mean, at 150, I can still read, you know, but at over 160, I say, I can't read anymore. All I can do is chant and start sweating. And it's like 200, and I'm dead scared, you know. I mean, if someone starts to drive 200, I mean, I'm like, I don't want to get out of the car. <laughs> I mean, you have these, I was with someone who, who drove 230 with me in the car. And, and, and he went into the curve with 180 and came out with 200. He had this racing technique of speeding up in the curve. I don't like it. <laughs> I like to slow down the curves. Stuff like this, you know, I mean, fear is, uh, is coming in our life in so many ways. Uh, once I managed to chant 16 rounds in one hour. You may think it's not possible. And I tell you, it is possible, believe it or not. It can be done. I've done it. Right. How? I tell you, there was, it, it was in Australia. I boarded a little plane in Mildura, which is a country town, and this plane had the nickname the Cigar. You know? And it was just, uh, I forgot, but it's just a few seats, and you got earmuffs on the plane. It's very noisy. And then bad weather. Bad weather, you know, thunderstorm, and this plane, it was just being thrown left and right, up and down, and I started chanting. Even faster than that, because <laughs> I was really afraid. <laughs> you can only do it when you're really afraid. <laughs> and I chased 16 rounds in one hour. It's impossible under normal circumstances. But when you're scared, you can do it. You know, I tell you, you can. Believe me, you can do all kinds of things when you're scared. You surprise yourself. Um, so in this way, uh, we may be afraid, but when we turn to Krishna, uh, then, then one has to come to that point of letting go. Uh, as Draupadi let go 
First holding on to the sari and then seeing what's the point, you know. Hey, Govinda. Uh, and uh, so in this way, we may not be like Prahlad Maharaj, who is like so transcendental that if you throw him in a pit with snakes, he's just like not impressed. Nothing impressed him. Right? He wasn't getting intimidated at all. Uh, we do get intimidated uh, relatively easy. Uh, do, and in that way, we can see that we have a small mind. Um, it is interesting that the Pandavas um, were like all known as pure devotees, but that Yudhisthira was the leader. Um, and, and that Yudhisthira was special because Yudhisthira was not intimidated. Yudhisthira would not be distracted from Dharma. He would not, nothing could, could just divert his mind from Dharma. So one can understand that that was something, something that had built up over many lives and became connected to the Supreme Lord. And we can see that Bhima sometimes got carried away by anger and that like, you know, you just steer to hold him back down, Bhima down. <laughs> uh, um, so in this way, um, we are, who is like you to steer? Who, we are, where is such a leader? Where is someone who can always lead? Uh, who is that? Who can always lead? Uh, it's very difficult because everyone has his strengths and weaknesses. Therefore, we live in community. And therefore, in this age, uh, we are uh, we're working in a community. And therefore, one needs, to, uh, one needs to think along with others. Major decisions are taken one is taking advice, not just taking a loan. Because we can't trust that our mind is so pure, so balanced, that we'll always see it right. Even if you feel like that, of course. Everyone feels that like, of course, I'm right. You know, what to do, somehow or other. I mean, no, I don't, it's strange, you know, but somehow or other, by destiny, I'm always right, and other people are always wrong. <laughs> what to do? I mean, it's just my karma, you know? <laughs> what can you do? I mean, it's, it's, I'm not doing it on purpose, but I just happen to be always right. <laughs> and they get it wrong all the time. So, even if you have that kind of karma where you're always right, it still could happen that a mistake slips in. Right? And, then, and therefore, it is good, at least major decisions, to consult and to take major decisions together, conjointly, and to, um, to seek for advice, not wait, okay, you know, like, I mean, okay, that means I should be ready to accept advice, okay. And finally, someone comes up and says, maybe you should do it in such a way. Oh, thank you so much, Prabhu, that's, that's very nice, that's a nice idea. So no, I'm totally in line. I'm, I'm open to advice. No. No. Even seeking out advice. I mean, ask, go in somewhere and say, what do you think? And even Prabhupada would ask advice. 
He asked advice. Uh, Prabhupada asked advice of, of his disciples, of his senior disciples. Sometimes he would ask advice. Right? What, what do you think we should do? He would ask. He had that relationship with Tamar Krishna, right? Many times ask him advice. And Lord Chaitanya said about Sanatana Goswami, you are so qualified that even I come to you for advice. Uh, so, uh, so this is, is very interesting. Uh, we may not be so, so our the level of pure devotional service that we may attain uh, you know in the beginning you have to say pure devotional service it means you're completely you have to be completely faultless right? and we look at all the devotees and who is faultless and therefore nobody is pure and bring the microscope and put his devotee under the microscope and we'll see if he can find any faults aha i knew I knew there would be a fault. No, no fault. Uh, simply, uh, simply appreciating. Uh, Lord Brahma, the head of our sampradaya. Uh, we are the the uh, the Brahma Madhava, Gaudiya sampradaya. But okay, we know that during the creation, at one point, Lord Brahma became bewildered by the illusory energy and, uh, and, and somehow or other became attracted to the form of his daughter. Now, it's not that we speak about this every day, but okay, I'll bring it up today. Now, what about that? Does it mean the Sampradaya is broken? He had a fall down. Serious? Or, or does it mean that he was not a pure devotee before that incident, but he, that he learned from the mistake and then became a pure devotee after? What does it mean? Or does it just mean that Lord Brahma lived such a long time and he is so focused on Krishna and he is always, always, always absorbed in devotional service? But on that incredibly long duration of time, having to deal in creation and dealing with the material energy, a little bit of the mode of passion may slip in. And when a little bit of the mode of passion may slip in, oops, inadvertently a mistake may be made. And when a big man makes a mistake, it's a big mistake. When a mouse makes a mistake, it's a mouse mistake. Uh, it's a crumb, you know. Jeez. Put the crumb in the wrong place. Wow. <laughs> for the crumb, there's a mouse. Uh, mice deal with crumbs, right? But, you know, Lord Brahma deals with big matters. So it was, and what happened was <coughs> that not only did Lord Brahma turn to Krishna, no, Krishna turned to Lord Brahma and saved him. He protected him. He protected him. Krishna protected him because of all the service done. So it is like that. Krishna is protecting us. We are in a much worse condition, you know, like we, there's so much passion and ignorance in our consciousness and then there's a little thin shell 
of goodness on the outside which easily cracks and inside of the egg there is a lot of passion and ignorance and then we chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, like, you know, like very transcendental. But we are not always transcendental. Huh? We, we oftentimes have to fall back on the mode of goodness. See, it's like this. There is a tightrope up in top of the tent of the circus. That tightrope is the platform of pure devotional service. And then under it is a net uh, in case you fall off the rope. And the net is the net of the mode of goodness. So that's an intricate network of, uh, of Vedic injunctions and that catches us and keeps us in goodness. And the rope is the transcendental rope. Uh, but you got to keep your balance out there. It's like, so most of the time we're in the net. Right? We're just in the net. We're just like hanging on to the mode of goodness. And okay, and then we try to climb back on the ladder and get transcendental again. So we make so many mistakes. But we should know um, that Krishna is kind and that devotional service purchases Krishna and that he looks after us. And that when we turn to him, he'll certainly look after us. Therefore, fear may come, um, even in great devotees. Um, even some other negative thing can arise, but it's, it, it's not important. It's not important. Krishna will protect us, and when we turn to Krishna, we are always fearless. Uh, because even if there is a speck of fear, he'll remove it straight away. So, uh, so any questions, any comments? Yes. One comment then. in Australia, besides the Northern Territory, uh, the maximum speed is 110. And uh, since you've told us about your adventure, we, we, we feel a little bit concerned about your safety, Mark. Thanks, yeah, I feel concerned. Please be careful. Yeah, I felt uh, concerned about your safety myself. <coughs> yeah, that was intense. Um, but then, then so I, I didn't like to go with that driver anymore. <laughs> so I didn't go in that car anymore, the 231. But then what happened was, this was in South Africa, and then we drove in another car, and it was late night, uh, like after 11.